Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. I'm your host here, Heidi Fang, joined today by Brian Baldinger from the NFL Network, as well as Fox Sports. He's all over the place. He's done all kinds of things. Mostly what I love about what Brian Baldinger does is the Baldies breakdowns. You can catch those all throughout time. You break down film like nobody else. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Heidi. It's uh, good to be with you. Always a good day to talk football, especially uh, when you have to address Raider Nation. I mean, they're all they're all tuned in, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you've been doing a lot of uh, Raiders talk from what I've seen. You were just on with, I think, Lewis Riddick and Tim Brown on Raiders.com. So really love all of the input that you're giving to the nation. Part of why I wanted to bring you on was to talk a bit about what is happening right now through the early phases of free agency with the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, starting with Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you've done a ton of film breakdown. I've seen what you've done with Brock Purdy um, with the 49ers. And I was wondering about Jimmy Garoppolo and what you see out of him so far. Obviously, the connection between Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo, but what really will work with the system in terms of bringing on Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I think that uh, I think it's a good fit. I mean, he knows how Josh operates. He knows how controlling Josh is. He just left a place that's very controlling like that in San Francisco where, you know, some places you have a lot more latitude at the line of scrimmage to, to make changes, to get in and out of different type of plays and formations. And that's not really how Josh operates. And so uh, I think Derek was frustrated by that. I think he wanted to do more at the line of scrimmage. Um, and he'll probably get that opportunity in New Orleans now. But I think Jimmy understands that what you practice and how you prepare Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday is really, really important to anticipate uh, certain looks and uh, and to execute those looks. And I think Jimmy understands that. Uh, he's been in that type of system, and I think it's a good fit from that standpoint. And plus, look, he's been excellent in the postseason. You can debate whether it's the quarterback or the team around him. But he's been excellent in the postseason when he's gotten there. And so, um, you know, I think that's what it's about. It's about getting to the postseason and winning the postseason. Overall, right now, with the moves that the Raiders have made, obviously they have 12 draft picks coming up. They have a few compensatory picks. They got an extra pick with trading Darren Waller. Uh, first of all, just in terms of the seventh pick, that's been the one that a lot of people look at and say, which way will the Raiders go? Now that they have a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, do you think they double down and get a young quarterback out of the draft? Or do you think they start looking to defense there to really strengthen up? Uh, you know, with Jimmy's history, uh, injury history, it's real. You can't discount it. You can't dismiss it. I mean, has shown up uh, throughout his career. You better have a plan if something happens to Jimmy. I mean, San Francisco, they didn't know quite how good their plan was last year when Jimmy broke his ankle. But, you know, Brock Purdy was really, really good. And so I don't know if you have to go to the top of the draft. I mean, I, I, I believe that there'll be at least three quarterbacks taken before the Raiders pick at seven. If they stay at seven, there might be four taken. And, and so, you know, do you get are you interested in the, in the fifth or the sixth option 
Um, I think only Josh McDaniels knows that at this point, what he's looking for, what type of prospect um, that is, Hendon Hooker, you know, I mean, Dor- Dorian Thompson, whatever it might be. Like you're looking at probably the fourth or maybe the fifth quarterback. I just think that's how it's going to fall. And so do you want to take the fourth or fifth quarterback at that spot versus addressing the defense, which has to be addressed? And so there's a lot of good defensive players in this draft. I'd love to see somebody that can, you know, love to see somebody that can help out Max Crosby uh, more than they have helped him, whether it's Chandler Jones or Cleveland Farrell's gone now. But I mean, I, I just feel like whether it's defensive tackle, defensive end, edge rusher, like there's a lot of good players in this draft, cornerback. Those are all positions of needs. And if you want a great one, you probably have to go to the top of the draft to do it. I love that you bring up Max Crosby because he's somebody that you have broken down and so well. Uh, I know that he's one of your favorite guys to break down on film because of just the animal that he is, or condor rather. But when you look at what defines an exceptional player, what is it that first stood out to you about Max Crosby in that realm? Well, I mean, his effort. I mean, from his rookie year on, you know, fourth round pick out of Eastern Michigan, wasn't given much of a chance, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he was I, – I just saw him make a play against the Colts in his third or fourth start – or for the third or fourth game he wasn't starting at that point. And I just like, this guy looks special. And then it – and then – to just see how he has constantly and consistently grown as a player. I mean, he's an unblockable player. He reads, I don't know how he does it. I've talked to him about it. He reads blocking schemes faster than anybody else in the league. That's the first thing that you have to be able to do in order to defeat blocks. And nobody can block him. He's unblockable. And he's as valuable and as good as anybody. You can bring up Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons. You can bring up all the great guys off the edge. I mean, he's as good as anybody. And, um, he never comes off the field. I've never seen a guy play that hard week in, week out, injury-free, knock on wood, the way Max has. And he just continues to get better. And part of it is just his ability to read blocking schemes, traps, I don't care, sweeps, uh, you know, toss cracks. Guy can defeat blocks against anybody like nobody else's business. I still want to get in a film room with you, and I'm totally serious about that. I was wondering, like, how much film would you say that you watch a week, and have you invited Max Crosby in there yet? <laughs> well, Max always has an open seat, you know, yeah. to whatever he does. I mean, he basically – there's two guys in this league right now that basically want me to watch every one of their games. Max is one of them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whether it was a, a – you know, whether he had a great game or the, the Raiders had a bad game, and he wants me to watch – so um, I, I, I always find time during the week. It might be later in the week. I'll get to his game, but I'll watch it. I've watched every snap is since that Indianapolis game in his rookie season. Um, but, you know, look at this. I, I commit a lot of time to it. I mean, 15 hours on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then, um, you know, somewhere between six to eight hours uh, every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday leading up to the game I'm doing on Sunday. Wow. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's well over 40 hours, probably more in the 50 to 60 hour range. That's intense. And just when you think about intensity and you keep mentioning, you know, Max and we're talking about him and having somebody else on the opposite end, obviously they had Chandler there, but it was kind of a slow start for him. I don't think he really came on, you know, to 
be efficient probably until the Kansas City game. And there was a lot of sparks and then a little ebb and flow with him. What do you think? How do they try to smooth that out coming forward to get more pressure, um, not just on the interior that is much needed, but also with having Chandler kind of get some balance to what Max is doing? Well, that's up to Chandler. I mean, you know, he's he's had some injuries here, you know, with with Arizona. Uh, you know, he is, I think, going into his, I don't know, 12th year, something like that. Been around the league a long time. Um, at one point, he, I thought he was the best pass rusher in the league. Um, at some point during his tenure in Arizona, the, the numbers, it was more than just the numbers, just the way that he was winning. I don't see that quite as frequently, so he could be just slowing down. Uh, but, you know, I've seen players have renaissances. You know, and so he's going to get that opportunity. But, you know, they, you know, Cleveland Farrell never worked out. He never had the suddenness, the twitch, the development that we saw from Max. So he's moved on. But, you know, you got to find other guys. You know, you got to find other guys right now that can get there. And I don't know exactly who that is. I don't know if that guy is on the roster. There's a lot of good edge rushers in this draft this year. But, you know, it's about finding players like Max and developing them and finding what makes them tick. And so this is Dave Ziegler's job. I mean, Dave has got to find those guys. You, you can't, you don't have enough seventh picks in the draft to go find those guys. But those guys are valuable. And I don't know if Chandler Jones is going to be the guy. Uh, Chandler knows a lot better than I do right now. But they need a guy option. I know what Max is going to give you. They need it on the interior right now, the defensive front. And, you know, I don't think, I mean, Jerry Tillery was traded for. And he had a game or two there, but I haven't seen it consistently from Jerry uh, that give you the inside push that you need. Yep. And so they, they've got big holes to fill and they've got to they got to find guys. They've been we all know all the different guys they, they've drafted under Mayock and last year and whatnot. I mean, we, they just haven't been able to find guys that they have been able to develop, which is a core principle to what this regime has to be able to do. And you got to be able to find those guys that just have that heart that just is never going to be satisfied with what they've done. Is there a man like that that you've seen in the NFL draft that really stands out to you so far just on film, forgetting about the combine and the, and the measurements and the verticals and all of that, just like somebody that's really stood out to you on film that you think has got to be a, a pick for the Raiders? Well, I mean, look, uh, Tyree Wilson is an elite prospect at a Texas Tech. He just is. I don't know if he's going to be there at seven, but he's an elite prospect. He's got size. He's got production. Yeah, he's got great effort. Um, Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame is an elite prospect. Um, you know, Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State is got all the measurables that you're looking for, and you know he's played a variety of roles at Iowa State in a Big Twelve style defense, where he can put him down. You can line him up. I mean, those three guys right there kind of jump off, you know, in addition to Will Anderson and some of the more obvious players. But, you know, um, but you you might be able to get, you know, maybe uh, Foskey is there in the second round. You know, he might slip. Um, you know, if he's there at 34, I would trade up to get him. Um, but I but I but I think, you know, the character, he's son of a, a Marine, a, a police officer like he's he's got a lot of that what you want. Um just built up inside of him. I think, you know, he's going to be a, a class individual. Um, anybody, I think that they bring in and they see Max Crosby work, like yeah, yeah. I would, even in the interviewing process, I would have Max sit in with these guys. Because I, I think that's what I want. I want that type of effort and commitment to the game 
Um, you know, Max obviously had some issues off the field that he's cleaned up. Don't think he'll ever go back to those, succumb to those ways again. But I want that effort and that type of commitment from anybody I bring through the doors uh, in Henderson, Nevada right now. Overall, when you think about Patrick Graham's system and knowing that he uses a lot of sub-defense, how difficult is that for a rookie to come in to try to learn those installs week in and week out? Well, I mean, it's difficult. It is because um, it can change week to week. But to me, Patrick Graham isn't being the best he can be as if he's asking some of these guys to do things they can't do, mentally handle these situations and all, you know, like, you know, you got to be able to adjust during a game when things aren't working, things you thought would work on Wednesday that aren't working, that you've got to be able to adjust to. I think they've been a little slow to adjust at times in certain games. Um, but it's up to Patrick Graham to, to understand, like, when he's overloading somebody. Like, it's just not fair to any young guy. I don't care who it is. Uh, to think that they can just take on what a veteran naturally knows how to assimilate or has seen or done or anything like that. So he's got to know his personnel. That's the first job. Know what they're capable of and then giving them what they can handle so that they can play fast. They can play fast and use their talent. All right. Let's take a quick break right there. When I come back, I want to talk a little bit more about free agency, some of the moves the Raiders have made and how that's shaping the team right here with Brian Baldinger, NFL Network, Fox Sports, Compass Media Networks, as well as Audacity NFL Insider, Sky Sports UK analyst. He is all over and as well as NFL.com slash Baldi's Breakdowns. Stay tuned right here. We'll come back with more from the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the app today. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. Welcome back here to the Takeaways podcast with Heidi Fang and Brian Baldinger. We're discussing the Raiders and what has been shaking so far. Trading away Darren Waller and now bringing in O.J. Howard. I hear they're visiting with Austin Hooper, who last played with the Titans. Um, Had some great years there with Atlanta as well, but then went to Cleveland and he went through a lot of struggle there. I know he had a neck injury, I think an uh, appendectomy, uh, a lot of injury type related circumstances that kind of kept him at bay. And then you saw the emergence of David Njoku in those times when he had uh, lost some time. So what do you think right now is the ceiling for, let's start with Austin Hooper. Well, he's a good pass catcher. You know, he's been a good receiver in Atlanta uh, at times in Cleveland. And so he's, he's an option. Um, you know, the, you lose Darren Waller, you lose Foster Moreau. I mean, mm-hmm. there's your blocking tight end. There's your flex tight end. Oh. So those roles have to be filled. Um, Josh McDaniels is going to play a lot of two tight end sets. He did, you know, just about everywhere he's been. He did last year. And so, you know, what can O.J. Howard do on, I don't know, his third team? Uh, He has never really popped yet. Not to say that he can't. Um, You know, you're playing behind Gronk and Tampa. You know, he's, you know, Cameron Brayton, some of the guys they had. uh, You're not going to be, you know, a top-tier option. I thought coming out of Alabama, he'd be really a true why guy that stayed in Alabama to work on his blocking. I thought he'd be excellent at that. Um, you know, and I thought he'd be a, a lot further along in his career than what he is right now. And 
Uh, and so is that is that just who O.J. Howard is, or does he need a great opportunity? He's going to get a great opportunity to be a true why right now with the Raiders. Um, Austin Hooper is is he's not a guy that you really want at the end of the line of scrimmage, you know, taking on elite defensive ends and outside linebackers. Uh, but, you know, he, there's a role in YY formations that he can do. And so we'll see how well he's running these days. But he's been a productive player at times in this league. Uh, it's a position of need. Everybody needs two, at least. And so um, you just hope that you're going to get the very best from both these players right now in a new place. Uh, the Raiders draft picks, going back to that with the 12 that they have, looking at tight end there, there's a great crop of tight ends in this draft. I've been really impressed with Michael Mayer particularly, but I feel like he's a high round draft pick. I don't know if the Raiders will move around for a tight end uh, in terms of packaging up picks or what have you, or even maybe trading down to with the seven pick to work out some magic there. But well, that, that'll all shake out in the draft. But my question to you is, out of all that crop of tight ends, is there somebody as well that stood out to you on film from that from that group i love darnell washington i love the way he tested i love the way he competes i love his size um it's kind of hard not to look at darnell washington and think you're going to see just a, a really valuable chess piece in anybody's offense I, I think with his size the way that i think he can at least get stalemates if not win at the end of the line of scrimmage it's going to help josh jake it's going to help your strong side run game you can use him in protection um, you know, he's your third tackle in the run game and in protection. And then I uh, just seen the way he catches the ball. Uh, it's, it's hard not to, and then the way that he ran, I mean, it's hard not to be in love with Darnell Washington. You can look at Dalton Kincaid and you can look at Michael Meyer and you can look at all these guys. I don't know if there's a more complete physician player right now than Darnell Washington to me. That's great stuff. And one of the looks that I saw the Raiders use a lot last year was the zone blocking scheme on offense. And I was wondering how much that may have opened up things for Josh Jacobs and how that may look this year if they start to mix in other guys that they've had kind of redshirted like Zamir White and Britton Brown. Well, I mean, Josh had a career year. Um, you know, it was unbelievable what he did, uh, you know, especially on a team that was struggling to score points and struggling defensively to still be able to get that kind of production from him. Um, I mean, I don't know that you can get another year like that. Not many yeah, backs man. back up a 1,600-yard season like he had. I mean, it's just hard to do. And so, and he, and he was, you know, healthy all year. So, like, I I want, I hope that they can get that. I, I felt like the year that he had, they should have been better in the passing game. Like, you just got to make the run game pay off whether it's play action or early downs, throwing it like they should have been better in the passing game than they were. Uh, but I, I would say that it was hard to take Josh off the field as good as he was last year, but it's just not fair to these backs. I mean, th nobody is LaDainian Tomlinson anymore. And it's just not fair to just give them that type of, you know, th those number of touches that he had a year ago where he led the league in total yards and all that stuff. I mean, it, you better balance it up just a little bit and take a little bit of load off of them. But to do that, you need a guy that's not going to be such a drop-off in production. I have a couple questions here from the fans. One of them is, can you ask him about the roster moves on defense for our Raiders and what he feels about the overall direction of our team? That's from Jimmy James. 
Well, I mean, Marcus Epps is going to help, no question about it. Um, you know, he can line up back there with Trayvon Mooring, and you can have a good safety combination. But you need three safeties for sure, you know. And so um, I, I think it's still a position of need. But Marcus Epps is a quality player. He's a good tackler. He's a tough guy. Like, that's good. I mean, Robert Spillane has been beaten out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say that. But, I mean, all I've seen is a revolving door. At inside linebacker, you know, Denzel Perriman, um, it's going to be hard to uh, probably duplicate what he has done, but he's certainly been a good player. Divine Diablo has been a good player. So, you know, they can they can rotate those guys in there. You probably usually play two off-the-ball inside linebackers. So maybe Spillane can work into, you know, the mix with those guys right now and, you know, get the, the best, you know, the best production you possibly can. Yeah, and really, like, I, I mean, sorry. Jerry Tillery got re-signed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I got to see more from Jerry Tillery. There's a reason why the Chargers let him go. He's got to be better against the run. He's not a big guy. You know, like he doesn't have bulk on him inside, but they need that anchor in there. And I don't know if Jonathan Hankins was the answer, but, you know, they need somebody that can anchor on the inside right now uh, to help those linebackers for sure. I love that you bring that up because as we talked a bit about the you know, defensive line earlier and thinking now about the other side of the ball, the offensive line, I still feel like there's a lot of questions to be answered there as well. There's a few uh, pretty good tackles in the draft, but how easy is it for some of them? Because I, as I look at the tackles, I see a lot of left tackle, left tackle, and I, I start looking into their stats and a lot of guys haven't played the right side at all, whether it's guard or tackle. Do you feel like it's going to be a difficult transition for anybody that comes in that has been a pure left tackle to learn the right side? Well, a lot of them have played, like Darnell Wright at Tennessee has played right tackle, has played left tackle. Um, you know, if you're looking at Paris Johnson, he's played guard, he's played tackle. I mean, you have to sort of project. I mean, Colton Miller is your left tackle. So, you know, Dylan Parham's your left guard. So, Illuminar just, you know, got re-signed. He had a good season. I mean, the penalties are the penalties. Got to get cleaned up, but he played well. Um, you know, in there. So maybe they feel all right. Brandon Parker's coming back. Maybe they feel all right, you know, at that position. There's a lot of good interior offensive linemen, um, you know, whether Andre James is the answer at, at, you know, at center or Alex Bars is the answer at right guard. I mean, there's a lot of good interior offensive linemen in this draft that you can find. Look, I, I don't remember Dylan Parham was, uh, you know, was he uh, a third-round pick, fourth-round yes. pick? Mm-hmm. Out of Memphis, I mean, I could go to the draft this year and find you a starting guard or center in the third or fourth round. So I don't know that you have to go to tackle right now with what they have and I think how they played last year. Um, you know, it, that high in the draft. I mean, Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, Paris Johnson, um, you know, Mock at, you know, Cody Mock. I mean, I, these guys aren't going to be around very long. I mean, there's going to be running tackles in this league and if in this draft. And I don't know that. Once you get to the second round, you know, I mean, there's still going to be players there, but um, I don't know. You know, maybe they 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 find they find fall in love with Dewan Jones at, and he's their monster. You know, right tackle the way Trent Brown was at one point. Um, you know, they certainly have that ability or that that you know maybe they'll they'll do something like that. All right, the last question I have, and it's very open ended, is your favorite player in the 2023 NFL draft is. Hmm. My favorite player, I, I I think it's Darnell Wright. I just think the guy is just man. I've watched him shut out Will Anderson. I've watched him shut out Trayvon Walker. 
right tackle, left tackle, on a team that isn't overly talented at Tennessee, uh, although they won more games this year. But I just watch him play against the elite players in the SEC that are now stars in the NFL, and I just watch him go about his business. Like, I think he might be my favorite player right now. Uh, I love Cody Mock at North Dakota State. Like, I think that guy just has, man, he just has it. Like, he just is having fun. He's dominant. He reminds me of Quentin Nelson coming out. Like, he's just nasty. He chases every play. He never gets tired. I know he played at that level, but Cody Mock is a guy that um, I'm cheering for, and I know I can't wait to watch at the NFL level. I'm literally going to go turn around right now and start watching more on these two players that you've mentioned just to get more of a grasp of where Brian Baldinger is at in terms of the talent meter. I'm always excited to watch your stuff, and I really appreciate your time here today and joining me here on the Vegas Nation Takeaways podcast. My pleasure, Heidi. Anytime. Uh, Give him a follow. Give him a follow up Baldy NFL and find all of that stuff on NFL.com. The Baldy's Breakdown's great stuff. Thank you again. Thanks, Heidi. Again, that was Brian Baldinger, NFL Network, Fox Sports, Compass Media Networks, football analyst, Audacity NFL Insider, Sky Sports, UK analyst. I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning into the show today and for more of our Vegas Nation up-to-date reports on all that's happening with your Raiders. Keep up with VegasNation.com. For Brian Baldinger, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you so much for tuning in. Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up.